Have fun plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with the best outdoor coolers and drinkware. Celebrating 10 years of cool, Orca was founded in 2012, born from the idea of making a hard-sided cooler that beat out all the rest. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class maximum temperature retention. Orca's drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours, and they look great while doing it. Their stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off. Orca, make it last. Hey, y'all, I want to let you know we've teamed up with our friends at PickShop.com. They have an app, the Picks app. It is a new awesome thing that we're we're moving a lot of our stuff to. We're moving tastings there. We're moving posts there. We're not going to leave Instagram and Facebook and all the other places, but Picks is this really cool thing that we're getting to build with them. We're getting to build how you post. We're getting to build how you go ahead and put in a tasting, and these tastings will match you up to other people and other whiskeys that you are very compatible with based off of what you've put in for your tastings. There's so much stuff. I can't even tell you enough in a minute, but go to pickshop.com, hit the link, get the app, get in there, start tasting, start posting, be a part of the community. We're going to be there. You should be there too. Go to pickshop.com and get the app. Apparently, since I'm not allowed to ask you any other question, what you got for me, Zeke Baker? So I learned something new the other day. What'd you learn? <laughs> You know, I always say things like that to you with trepidation because you being the idiot savant you are, and I would never play trivia with you, it <laughs> does give me a little bit of anxiety. One of the few times I have that in my life. But I'm going to throw this out there, and I expect you to answer honestly, okay? Okay. Did you know that the Angels with Filthy Souls movie from Home Alone is not a real movie? I did. I mean, I can see you at least. Nobody else can, but a little bit of a smirk there, but I, I don't know. I am not lying to you. Either way, is that not pretty rad? My whole life, at least since I've seen that movie, I always just assume like, well, it's a movie in a movie. Why would you make a movie to put in a movie? Why wouldn't you just borrow something and roll from there and credit it and then you're paying you know, royalties and keep going? The funny thing about it, it was a parody of the old gangster films. Like they made it. Like, and the other funny thing too, is like version movie two, Home Alone 2. Do you know what the name of the movie was? What? Angels with even filthier souls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But so that makes sense. But again, like I just always presumed this was an old, like fifties or sixties movie. I figured it out. Like it it was supposed to be like a, you know, an earlier gangsters movie, right? Like it's supposed to be like fifties, but representing 1930s. Well, yeah, it's black and white. So, you know, it's. Yeah, but, in one era and you know portraying another. So I got that terrible knowledge in my head after Home Alone two because like when it was Angels with Even Filthier Souls, like it is the name of the title, Even Filthier. It just does not. It's nobody would ever name a movie Angels with Even Filthier Souls. It's on the website, your own. <laughs>
Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad Trick of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. I want to thank Zeke for that mic drop moment. I really needed a way to close out that cold open, and Zeke just found a way to just close the door. My round of applause. It's all you. You know, it's kind of like Sex Panther. 50% of the time, it works every time, right? Oh, man. That's your new nickname, Sex Panther. I'm a gazelle, buddy. I'm going to go in the chat right now and rename you Sex Panther. Gazelle. That's just the shoe you like to wear. I know, but I, I move like one. Long, elegant strides, swoof, quick. Look like I'm moving slow, but I'm moving fast. There's nothing about you that is long and elegant. <laughs> like, there should be a freaking tuba behind you when you're running like boom, boo, doo, doo, doo. Like, you're the fattest skinny kid I've ever met in my whole entire life. It's all about perception. And I say that because from one lineman to another, Zeke was a lineman. He may look skinny now, but he was a lineman at heart. He used to be chubby. Like, we got to find more pictures. I got to go ask Angie for pictures of chubby Zeke. Yeah, I know we've talked about it at some point in some of the random uh when the football conversation comes up, but there was nothing worse than being in the huddle and when they called the counter tray and I knew I had to pull to the DB with a guard that was a foot shorter than me, then a running back and both of them running right up my ass. And then this DB trying to take out my legs and I'm out of breath by the time I get there. Like they called that play. I was just like, man, I felt like Billy Bob, you know, when they call the hook and ladder. Is this a play where I run around the field and act like I've lost? Yeah, every time, like, all right, what dumbass called this play? Like, come on, man. Like, hold on, let me get my breath. Y'all, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. It is funny. I mean, I think for me, they always wanted me to play offense. And I'm just like, I really like breaking shit. I really just like messing stuff up. I don't want to have to like pull and go get someone. I just want to wreak havoc. Man, oof. I mean, it was fun sometimes, but there was a lot of times it wasn't. On that play. Offensive lineman is not really a glamorous position. Like, you have to really want to do it. Defensive lineman is so much fun. Offensive lineman, you have to, like, think. And I just exactly. didn't want to think. Gonna, that's the way it was always explained to me was, well, Baker, you're not good at defense because you think too damn much. But you know what? On offense, you, you do really damn good. <laughs> I guess that's why you're a doctor. I wouldn't go that far. Man, it's fall break. Let's just get this out of the way right now. We had our fun banter. It's fall break. This is going to be a short show. I hope I'm going to get one edited for Friday. This one will come out Wednesday. I'm going to get it done before I leave. I'm going to the mountains. I'll schedule this to come out on Wednesday. And I hope I can edit another one before Friday. Just in case, if we don't, we'll do three the next week and we'll make it up to you. And we have some stuff in the can that's good. We have some interviews in the can that's good. But this is going to be a short show because of it. Because of us being gone, I got to pack. I got so much stuff to do. I know none of you give two shits, but we are drinking Bardstown Bourbon Company Chateau Labad collaboration, the second release on September 7th, following the runaway success and critical acclaim of their inaugural partnership, Bardstown Bourbon Company will release a second iteration of the collaborative series with leading French Armagnac house Chateau de la Bade on Friday, September 9th. So they did that already. It happened. It includes a blend of 12-year Kentucky and 10-year Tennessee bourbon finished in Labad Armagnac casks for 16 months. 
This custom bourbon blend accentuated the nuanced flavors from each barrel. The finishing cast aged from 16 to 24 months in different warehouse locations, bringing a contrast of wood extraction, complexity, balance, and thoughtful innovation. The initial collaboration released in April 2020, um, blah, blah, blah. And then it's a whole bunch of quotes about people congratulating each other. And I'm not knocking it. I love Bardstown Bourbon Company. Just everybody congratulating each other. It is a 12-year Kentucky bourbon that is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. And that 10-year Tennessee, I bet you can guess, Zeke, the mash bill is 84, 8, and 8. Now, we don't know what the ratio is of what to what. I know that's going to be a question Zeke has. That's I'd pretty already written much it down, it. and now I can nix that off. So help you keep your quota for time. This is 107 proof, 53.5% ABV, and that's all I know about that one. Fair enough. Was the first Labod the same? Did you get that? I didn't. I never had it. I know we had more than handfuls of friends all say that they really enjoyed and applauded that release but i I never got my hands on it i don't even think i tasted it to be honest i had a two ounce sample and it is by far my favorite thing that's come out of bardstown i'm not talking about this one yet that was my favorite thing that they've ever done it is so good i'm not lying I got offered a bottle at one point and I wish I bought it. It's just, you know, like the MSRP for this one is 160. You can get it. It's going to be in 20 states. It's at the Bardstown Bourbon Company gift shop and it's online at sealbox.com. But this one is really sought after because that Armagnac, Armagnac finished bourbon is just so freaking good. Yeah. So on the first one, I just completely missed the boat. And by the time my ears caught wind of it with everything else in the world, it already had a secondary presence. It moved up the ladder, so to speak. And I was like, ah, you can't win them all, old boy. Just let that one fly. Sometimes every rose has its thorn and every night has its dawn. I thought we were doing movies this show, not songs. And sometimes every cowboy named Zeke sings a sad, sad song. (laughs) I'm singing a song that's included cowboy. uh, You know where I'm going. I know where you're going, kid. Anyways, (laughs) what did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? My first impressions were that it had a big oak component that I thought towed the line between, you know what, I guess you, I most would think of as far as the the two different, I guess, dichotomies of oak between there's the sweeter side of oak and then there's the dry age char that really comes off with a more pepper and spice feel. And I thought this towed the line pretty well on having like a little bit of both components uh, in regards to thinking about an Armagnac finish and what I would normally get from an Armagnac. Uh, I definitely didn't pick up any of the dark fruits that I would normally get. It is a very oily pour and I will give it that all day with a couple more sips I felt like the pepper and spice seemed to become a little more noticeable than the sweeter side of the oak. Spinning back around to where John mentioned the blend, I was kind of curious to that. For 10 and 12-year whiskeys, bourbons, whatever, I didn't really get a ton of the sweeter notes at all. I mean, it, it really was just that oak profile, which again, kind of teetered back and forth, but I, I didn't get many traditional bourbon components, I guess I would say. I would say the oak is definitely a big presence there, but I do get the fruit and I get a lot of tingle and I can't tell. It's not necessarily like rye tingle. It is kind of pop roxy, but it's more of like, 
I feel like it's that Armagnac that is making it tingle rather than the, because it's kind of like a grape tingle, almost like a lighter tingle than what a rye tingle would be. And more like carbonation of a soda type tingle rather than Pop Rocks, if that makes sense. Like it's light and airy. It's not as violent as like a Pop Rocks would be in your mouth. Slow fizz. Yeah. Oak presence, definitely a little bit of pear for the fruit i mean i get some dark fruit but i get like a little bit of pear and yeah the oak is there but i think the armagnac at least for me and my palate it sweetens it up enough that like it never goes drying to me it's almost like a a piece of wet oak rather than like i feel like dry oak is a little bit charred and burnt i feel like this is a little wet oak it's not sweet oak but it's definitely wet like it's not that dry dry dark oak yeah, I thought the the oiliness, that viscosity, just it really kept it from you know giving you that kind of pucker feel at the back of your mouth. You kind of, you know that that kind of move, almost like a like an oil and water type emulsion or suspension where they two balance out. Yeah, but it. And I haven't said this in forever, but I feel like this pour would be amazing with a cigar. Like I know I used to say that more back in the day, but I just feel like this is a good pour. You sit there, you have a cigar, you have this in your other hand, you have a hell of a time. I could definitely see it resonating there, especially like say that oily component. Yeah. I mean, my biggest gripes when you have too dry of a, a whiskey and then if you add a cigar and then you're just completely parched and it's, you know, it's just not enjoyable, but when you get the, the good oils off the tobacco leaves product, you're drinking has a good oil, like ah, all the flavors just sit in your mouth and, and you know, it, it creates its own saliva that you just sit there and enjoy and, and resonate in. I have to think that this would go very, very well with the scar. I also have to think that if I was a betting man, I know I can't look at the ratio, but if I were a betting man, I would bet that there's more 10-year Tennessee bourbon in here than there is 12-year Kentucky bourbon. And I get a little bit of that corn, but it's not super pronounced. It's not like, it's not your normal Tullahoma corn. It's just there. Like, you know, when you take a sip of it and you're like, all right, I taste the corn, but it's not like Flintstones vitamin corn. I'm like, oh, I just know that this has a higher corn ratio than other ones do. So I don't get that, but with the, the pepper and the spice that I pick up, if you think about Armagnac, those barrels, I mean, French oak, way more nutrients than, than our white oak. And odds are aged for way longer than any bourbon any of us are going to see or for that matter would want to drink, to be honest. As I think through it, I feel like the pepper and spice that I get isn't the finish in the, you know, the French oak Armagnac barrel. I think it's the Tennessee juice. I I didn't get any of the front end that reminded me of Tennessee, but for a very low rye mash bill, that Tennessee juice has always had that weird rye kick, you know? I get it. Anyways, what do you think? Would you buy this one? What are you going to do? This is the first on the fencer I've had in a while. I almost feel like knowing that it's an Armagnac finish kicks it more to a bar for me just because of the Armagnacs that uh, you know I've had and loved or, or picked or whatever. They just have such a, a, you know, some elements of sweet or dark fruits to them. And I just didn't pull them out of this. But if you told me this was just an aged bourbon in today's market, finished in French oak. Maybe I didn't associate that with Armagnac. I think it's there for me. So I I'm, I hate being on the fence. I hadn't done it forever in a day, but I'm, I'm kind of right there. Like one day, you know, if I had it, I'd say sweet, hook me up with one. The next day I could say, ah, I'm going to hold it today. I don't know. 
I would just say, even if you're on the fence, you know, everybody is going to be trying to get these. So if you can get it, if you have the opportunity to get it and you think you might be on the fence, I'd say get it. Oh, yeah. Very easily a fun share, unique and in this day and age, it's hard to find any bourbon, whiskey, whatever product that really pulls its weight in the feel, texture, sensory perception of aged wood, etc. 100%. But sign me up for one. I'd get one. Thank you to Bardstown Bourbon Company for sending us this whiskey. We hope you all enjoy your fall break. If you're on fall break, do fun stuff as families, all that stuff. I'm in the mountains right now. Zeke is over the hills and far away. You can also find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. That was a Led Zeppelin reference, but you can find us on Dad's Drinking Bourbon because you have that deep V, like you have that deep drip. Zeke's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It's got deep drip right now, just so you know. But you can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Where else can the folks find us? Zeke Baker. Very quiet, slow, and subtle plug. We'll be in Kentucky next Friday, maybe picking a barrel. Cheers. Ciao.